Ladies and gentlemen, the Chris Roach Show. Let's take it from here. Hey, welcome to episode, is it 23? This is 23. 23 of the Chris Roach Show. What's up, everybody? And uh, we are here in the man's studios, the Michael Anthony. Is it Anthony? Yes, sir. It's the Michael Anthony Nicolia Studios, which I think is uh, Man Studios is a sexist, sexist name, but that's another thing. Um, I'm very excited in studio today. One of my best pals, Mr. John Trusen, is with us today. I am feeling the excitement here. He's feeling I, the excitement. First of all, Uh-oh. you guys are the consummate professionals. I'm just saying. Are we? Yes. Uh-oh. And I also want to know about uh, how, in God's name, and am I allowed to say that on your big podcast? Yes, you can curse. Shit. I can cuss? You can cuss Excellent. on this one. Excellent. You guys have been using me in your intro for, what, 27 shows or yes, something? 23. 23, <laughs> 23 shows. <laughs> 23 Where, shows. Where's my royalty check? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> exactly. You know what's so funny? It was like right about like episode 14, I'm like, maybe I should ask John if it's okay if I use his, <laughs> if I use his likeness. My likeness? In, in the video, That's- but... That's exactly like me. Now, of course, you can use the my likeness on your podcast, and and also on the uh, thank you, John Trusen, and also today in today's uh, podcast. If we are we being seen on video? Or no, we're not. Yes, we will. This is going to be chopped up and, okay. and spewed out. Well, I am in a in a little sentimental move. I decided to wear the shirt that was brand new yes. when John Trusen and I showed up at Madison Square Garden from my first ever VIP treatment game absolutely i was wearing this shirt when they put me on the jumbotron and john trusen was sitting right next to me for the whole thing i still have that on my phone on uh, on video have i ever uh, shown that to uh, you mike uh the uh the jumbotron the jumbotron oh yeah oh yeah it's, it's, awesome. it's all over roach's tiktok oh yeah it's all over my tiktok <laughs> and, I, and i look at it every night before i go to bed <laughs> it, it was yeah. so it was so surreal you want to know wh- how i know that uh, roach has his priorities in order uh <laughs> like when he when he got Kevin can wait. <laughs> Obviously, a big career move. You know, for anybody, he's on a network show, you know, major star, blah, 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 blah. And immediately he's like, you think I'll be able to get into Ranger games? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so clueless. I'm so priorities. Clueless. That's his priorities, and I love that. It, what, that you know, that's no joke. That's one of the first things I asked when I, I, got, I got a publicist for a short while. I'm like, I got to get into Ranger games. And I'm thinking they're just going to give me tickets anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have sat next to... Dancing Larry, who's one of our guests, and I did sit with him one game. He's a good guy. Um, but they put me and John behind the bench. We were like in row two. Yeah. And in between periods, we're sitting in a, uh, I guess, a little suite with sternos, and we're sitting with, like, pe- name people. Do you remember oh, who was there that yeah, night? Who, yeah, was, who yeah. was with us that night? I don't remember the very first night who was there. I remember the one one time we were there with uh, Claire Dane from uh, Homeland. Yeah, she and, was there. And her... her uh, her beau, who was was on like Hannibal or something. Yes, and the, we we ended up in the that. post the next day because it was like Claire Dane at the hockey game and right yeah. there and we're like next to him like Hey Roach, look we're in the yes. post. <laughs> I, I, I've been in the I've been in the in, in the news a few times behind people, so yeah. I'm getting you know isn't wasn't there a show like that like ten feet from show business or stardom ten feet from stardom <laughs> I'm always like close to it I'm opening for Kevin or I'm uh, I'm behind Jimmy Fallon in a <laughs> 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 but I remember. Uh, 
I'll never forget. I'll never forget the first moment you and I walked into the uh, what are they called? Sweet six hundred VIP lounge there. The VIP lounge. Oh. That sounds great. special. All the art is on the wall from that. Uh, Leroy you, Neiman's. Yes. What was it called? The Leroy Neiman. Leroy art. Neiman. Now, the first time I saw that was during the maybe the 76 Olympics, was yep. it, John? Yep. And Newsday had, in the, as their centerfold, they, they used to have like pullouts. Sometimes they were iron-ons. I don't know if you remember that. They had yeah. iron-ons that you could on your, sh- on your shirt. But Newsday had pullouts of his artwork, which is really beautiful stuff. And they yep. had gigantic Leroy Neiman. Neiman. Leroy Neiman mm-hmm. and Marcus, they had huge paintings of his all over the place. They even had a Norman Rockwell up there. Mm-hmm. It's a little one. I was like, holy crap. That was great. And, uh, you know, of course, when I go into these places, like, I'm like, are we supposed to tip? Are we supposed to tip? I don't know what he was supposed to do. But everybody there was so cool. And I kept telling myself when we were there, act like you belong. Act like you belong. Act like you that belong. That wasn't you. That was me. That was you? <laughs> I was saying, I was saying, you. I was saying, dude, stop putting the hamburgers in the, your yeah, pockets. Yeah, right. Come on. Right. In between. <laughs> yeah. I, there's sternos of food, and I, I'm acting like we'll never come back and load it in my pockets with hamburgers. <laughs> it was like that scene from uh, Trading Places when Eddie Murphy starts <laughs> yes. loading up. These are your personal possessions. <laughs> You'll only be stealing from yourself. I can appreciate that. But oh, man. Uh, no, we had some we had some fun at the uh, at the range. Remember the time that uh, you were wandering around in the back and you ran into uh, some of your uh, idols, Mister oh, Mister Matthew. Yes, you and I were sitting next <laughs> to each other, and I remember looking at you saying, "How come we don't we don't have?" It was the playoffs, mm-hmm. and every seat had like one of those terrible towels on it. Yeah. that you you know spin around. And I looked, and like John's and the seats and I didn't have any towels on there. So I said to the guy. Are there any extra towels around? He goes, yeah, probably in the bar, which is where the little suite is. And I walk in there, and I turn the corner, and in this suite, which is the size of your basement, is three people. One was uh, Barry Watkins from MSG, who we love. Right. I think he just retired. And also was... Kovalov. Alexei Kovalov and Mark Messier. And I was next thing I know, I'm two feet looking at Mark Messier going, ha, ha, shabba, ha, ha, ha. And he goes, hey, 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 I'm Mark Messier. I was like, hey, I'm Chris Proch from that show on CBS. And I think I said, then I calmed down. I said, um, you have no idea what you did for me. The kid who went through torment growing up in was tormented growing up in Long Island as a Ranger fan in Island the country. And then I started like crying. I'm like, I'm going to go now, Mr. Messier. <laughs> and uh, Alexei Kovalov had the personality of a tree stump, <laughs> but it was still Alexei Kovalov. I'm, I want to say, hey, where's the little gnome, the little troll with the hair? But, and then I, I watched my son have the same reaction. I took him to a game. Now Mark Messier knows me as, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's good, and I, I'm okay with that. And later, later that night, we're coming down the other way, and we walk by Messi. He goes, he goes "Hey, how's it going, boys?" Yeah, and, and yes! Roach, is, Roach is like, "He called us boys." Yes, yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, he walked by us, and he called us boys. It was like that scene where I'm another another comparison. It was the Chappelle show when he's when he's driving and he yells to the white kids, "Hey, you turn that stuff off!" And uh, I was like, "He called us boys." He's, he acknowledged that we were really here. Like I guess I think I'm like an invisible uh, person or something. But um, you know, you know, it was a funny. Uh, we're we're in the back. You know, they all these celebrities. Yes, which of course includes uh, you know. Chris and I, uh, <laughs> and a technicality they, put you, they put you back in these little uh, in-between periods. You go back into these little uh, VIP lounges in the back, 
And we're in there with F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. Uh, Academy Award winning actor for Amadeus and great guy. And he was, he, he had had a few. I'm, yes. I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking he had a few. And he was just great. He's but, a fun guy. But Roach, who is very courteous and very lovely, you know, goes <laughs> up and he goes, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Abraham. And he was like, Fuck Mr. Abraham. Yes. Uh, yes. I love that. He said something like, fuck you. (laughs) Wait. And then the second time I met F, uh, it was with my nephew, Sean. And my nephew, Sean, who grew up in a gated community, he's a sweet kid. Uh, Maybe he doesn't have a, uh, you know, got the, maybe he hasn't seen a lot. All right. Other than going on vacation with his parents. But he, uh, whatever's on his mind comes out of his mouth. That's what I'll say. Okay. And uh, by the way, fantastic goalie, hopefully playing for Farmingdale next year. I don't know. We'll see. Fantastic. Um, anyway, we're sitting with uh, Mr. Abraham and his agent, who is the same agent when you and I, the same guy, yeah. very nice guy. Yep. And all of a sudden, my nephew says to him, uh, now my nephew's like 16 at the time. He goes, um, I know you're like really famous and all, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> And I was like, Jesus Christ, you didn't just say that. I did, Do me a favor, don't talk the rest of the game to anybody. And I said, Mr. Abraham, and he didn't curse at me when I said Mr. Abraham that time. Yeah. I said, Mr. Abraham, I'm sorry. My nephew, uh, I said, my nephew only knows hockey. And I told him, in the world of acting, you're Wayne Gretzky. And he's like, oh, thank you very much. And I'm like, recover. <laughs> recover. Well played. Recover. Fast on his feet. <laughs> but when my son met... Mark Messier, we walked around the corner. We were going out to the ice, to our seats, and we walked. We literally, or I literally bumped into Messier, and he said, hey. I'm like, yes, it's me. It's me. Hey, that's me. And all I know is Mark Messier knows me by sight. Well, that was, was, you know, like fun watching Chris become, like, friendly with some of the the guys involved in the Rangers, because oh. that was, the, you know, like, Duguay is your pal. Duguay, we become good friends. Duguay du- is a great guy. Duguay, a, a, a guy I listened to, do you remember, we, we couldn't get, we didn't have Sports Channel. Mm-hmm. So when the Islanders played the Rangers at the Nassau Coliseum, all I could do was listen to, listen to it on 66 FA or whatever okay. it was. Right. With It might have been Red Light or somebody. Yep. So I, all I had to do was all I got to do was listen. I used to write the stats, uh, assisted by Dugay, whatever. And next thing I know, I'm hanging out with the guy. I'm like, holy shit! He's texting me on Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas! I'm like, that's fuck, Ron Dugay just texting me Merry Christmas. It's just, <laughs> and it, uh, as as you may or may not know, I don't really drink much. No, you know, no. I, I, the people never see me drink. Right. But we're in a locker room after a uh, an alumni celebrity <laughs> charity game, and uh, we're, in, we're hanging out. And Dugay, like you know, gives me a beer. Like and a Roger, Roger, Roger's like. I was like, you can just drink a beer. I'm like, it's one of my rules. When Ron Duguay gives me a beer, I That's drink right. it. <laughs> it was like it was like a beer commercial. Hey kid, catch. I'm like, is he gonna drink it? And he drank the beer. Like, yes. It's one of my rules. When X <laughs> Rangers give me beers, I drink them. Yes. Yeah, and we it. met we so got the, to meet uh, Stan Stankowski. Yeah, Pete Stankowski. Pete, uh, Pete Stankowski used to meet with right. the, hey, what a sweet man. Steve Valaket. Steve Valaket and uh who else there was there? Stefan Matteau. Matteau, 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 you got an autograph. Scored the biggest, one of the biggest goals. Two, Stemkowski and and Matto, two of the biggest goals. Two of the big overtime goals in Rangers playoffs. history. Yep. And I said to, uh, I said to, uh, Matto, I said, did you hear me screaming when you scored that goal? <laughs> From in, 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 I said, did you hear me screaming in Ronkonkoma? And he goes, that everybody always says to him, they tell him where they were when he scored that goal. Must yep. be an amazing thing for him mm-hmm. to hear that stuff. 
But, um, yeah, so my son sees me talking to Messier, and he comes up, and I said, Andrew, do you know who this is? Now, he's thinking it's one of my friends or one of my brother's friends. He goes, uh, no. And I said, it's Mark Messier. And you had to see his face when he realized who it was. His just face just dropped like, holy <laughs> shit. And that game, again, there's pictures of Mark Messier on the internet and who's sitting behind him. Me with my stupid fat face. <laughs> and one time he turned around and he said uh, about Panarin, he turned around to me and goes, this Panarin guy is really good. And I think I said word for word, <laughs> word for word, I think that's what I said to him. I'm like, he's, he's, he's making small talk with me? There you go. <laughs> he's making small talk? There you go. So are we going to bring back the hockey podcast? Is that word on the street? Listen, uh, I, 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 if we could work it out, if we could work out the time frame, I would do it. Uh, Actually, last time I saw your wife at Maguire's, I'm like, can you see if John comes back on the hockey podcast? Yeah, she told me. I'm approaching your wife. Please see if you <laughs> I would love to do it again. That and was fun. It was. I we, had had, a, we, had, we did a hockey podcast, and we had some very interesting callers. Right. Sean, Sean Avery, perhaps, being the... the Sean Avery, and, and, and the person which, uh, uh, being that your wife is sitting on the side, I apologize that I thought it was you calling in, making fun of the size of my head. <laughs> somebody somebody was calling me in calling in and and making jokes about my head uh, and i i swore it was mrs. The the future mrs head. trucin i know anthony's got it in his bed somewhere in his bedroom <laughs> in his bed in his bedroom that's true yeah roach couldn't make it one week so he just had a giant roach head sitting in yeah i should get you that and then you know you can use it if yeah we gotta get it anthony, over here and one time when anthony first started impersonating me i called him up because diane wanted to hear it she goes, I said, I had him on speaker. I'm like, do me a favor, do an impersonation of me uh, for my wife. And he did it, and she was hysterical. He goes, uh, I'm Chris Roach. Because when I get excited, I do that. I'm like, you know, the, the, the guy, uh, 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 rescue dogs. I like how he ends it with an exclamation point. He's like, this is hockey. Rescue dogs. There you go. So I like the fact that we're we're comics and we just like spent uh, what we spent about uh, thirteen minutes on on ice hockey. Which, by the way, not even on your little notes that you have. No, I tell you, the notes were going to go out the window immediately. Yeah, yes, but, but, you know, but you have to have them because last week we had uh, Tracy uh, Carnazzo on the second time, and I felt like I was like trying to find thing. Thank God she's such a pro. And she's so good because I was like, what do I say next? And I felt like I stretched it out too long. Right. When the Facebook Live does work, we have all the comments up on here and all, the, oh, all that fancy stuff. You, you want go. you want the notes? I, I found out. Nah, no, we don't need the notes. I found that as a distraction. We don't need notes. Ha have them on the side. We don't anyway. need no stinking notes. Oh, John, where were you born? <laughs> what was it like the first time you played Dead Seals? Uh, or whatever. <laughs> Oh, Ballad of the Baby, Baby Seals. Seals. <laughs> Maybe the greatest. No. Oh, boy. We have to ask you one thing. It's something about the Beach Boys. No, that's I, a, I, I just, uh, that's I, not that interesting. I just was telling Mike that. Uh, I, I did, have to I act did surprised. Open, yeah, Mike's going to act surprised. But uh, I, I opened some uh, shows for the Beach Boys. And first of all, how I got it was they gave their manager, like, I guess, a dozen or 15 headshots of guys and resumes and stuff. And I happened to have on a Hawaiian shirt in my picture. That so they were great. like, hey, I didn't get the guy with the Hawaiian shirt. That's good. That's how <laughs> it happens. Yeah, that's, that's showbiz. That, that's the criteria that you oh get things for in showbiz. That is showbiz. And little did you know, 20 years later, you'd be making a parody video of one of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I love Ron Kokomo. No, I. I. That, was, that, was, that came out well. I, it, you, you did a fantastic job. One of the, fa the, the best scenes, and, and it's something that maybe only you and I can appreciate, is 
when you did that, when I'm waving and you had the the uh, the train. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It looked like a 1970s yeah, like, make uh, it look with the train coming through. north by northwest or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like very, very old fast school. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. That's a good. I think uh, is that thing still that's still up there on uh, YouTube. It's still up there. It's on YouTube and uh, Long Island. La- See, I didn't know anything about copywriting or watermarking videos. Right. I probably could have made some money from that. But yeah. I, again, I like making stuff to make my friends laugh and my family, my dad laugh. And that's what that video was all about. Then the next day, Newsday writes me, says, hey, can you mind if we put it on our website? I'm like, go right ahead. I don't care. They get, I remember last time I checked, they had 500,000, but then uh, Long Island Laughs got over a million. Now, did he, get, did he get paid for that? I'm sure he does. 100% he does. Son of a bitch. Yeah, if it's YouTube, he can monetize it. Yeah. I think I only got like 150000 I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> um, we had a good time doing that. No, that was fun. That was a lot you guys fun. went to Adventureland too. Yep. Yeah, Adventureland. That, that, that was on a whim because it was at the end. We're driving home. We actually were coming home from the ferry. And, you know, yeah. Roach, Roach was high on uh, those. Uh, what what are those ice cream things you oh, can get on the ferry? The, the, they have the, the moose tracks or something. Moose tracks ice cream cone. You can't get those anywhere. Those Nestle <laughs> moose tracks ice cream it's cone. It's the only reason Roach goes on the ferry is oh, getting moose tracks ice cream. They cone. know me on the ferry. They come with Fire moose Island Ferry or Port Jeff Ferry? Uh, the Connecticut. The one, yeah. Port, Port Jeff. Port Jeff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They know me as Moosehead. Yeah, so we're coming back and, and I'm like, you know, we, we could get some great looking visuals at night. Uh, at Adventureland, just the colorful lights and stuff. So yes. We just went over there. We just shot some stuff, and we got some nice shots. It was great. We did go to the city. We went um, right by Gotham. Mm-hmm. There's a Gray's Papaya. Right. The hot dog, my favorite hot dog in the whole world. Uh, some people get upset. They say Nathan's is the best, which I, Nathan's the great, but the papaya dogs are phenomenal. I do mm-hmm. like Gray's Papaya. Probably because you get them right off, right off the grill right there. I don't know what it is. But anyway, um, there's a scene, I mean, a hot dog, and that's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um that yeah that was incredible so wow how much time have we done so far we have done, we, we're we have 17 done, we're 17 minutes in and we haven't even touched your goofy notes yet we haven't touched my goofy notes. so oh, but, by the way i want to correct you on a, a story just to please you. i hear you tell the story damn it are you of the belief that i did not know kevin was coming on the night that uh, he was at mcguire's you know what I first I was, but I've heard otherwise since. No, I absolutely know. I just didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to make you nervous. Hey, that's why you know ah, he knew. Of henceforth, course I knew. henceforth, I my everything. notes. I know everything. Henceforth, my notes. John Trusen, one of the most <laughs> beloved people in show business. You love him or you want to kill him? Both. Many people both. Thank God I'm on the. You want to love him? He's helped out. You know, it's amazing. Not only just what you've done for my career, but what you did. I like people like Jesse Jesse Kirsten. She'll yeah, she'll yeah. mention you right on stage in front of the fans. Mm-hmm. Everything you've done. So there's a, a score of comedians that you helped out, mm-hmm. and uh, you're a wonderful human being. <laughs> you're a wonderful human being. Yeah, because you're right. If you would have told me that Kevin was showing up that night, I would have been like, ha, ba, 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 yeah. ba, 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 ba. I, I just actually I said I did tell you Colin was going to be there. I just said yes. just bring your A game, do your A material. Yeah. Yep. And I remember this is how it happened. I was standing in the back with my little notes and. And I was getting ready to get called up next. And I see at the corner of my right eye, I see an entourage come in and sit down. I'm like, who are those guys? I'm like, man, that fat guy looks familiar. And uh, <laughs> and I look, I'm like, damn. First I thought, I'm like, is that so-and-so? I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, that's Kevin James. Holy shit. And then I recognize Rock Rubin from pictures. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's fucking Rock Rubin sitting next to him. And... Uh, I went up there and I did my ten minutes and I, I I never I never met him that night because you know the way he does he comes to shows 
when he comes to a comedy club, he'll come in late and leave early to avoid, yeah, you goes, know. Yeah, goes in the back. Just so he's not a mobbed by people. Right, yeah. the interaction. And, um... Uh, then I, you know, his, his security guy, Danny Guire and I have become like best of friends since. Yeah. And he's uh, great. Danny's what a great guy, hardworking guy. And mm-hmm. he, cause he does more than just yeah. keep, take care of Kevin's security. And most care. importantly, big Ranger fan, big Ranger Ooh. fan. We've gone yeah. to Ranger games with him. We've had him on the hockey podcast. Mm-hmm. Great guy. And, uh, so that's what, you know, what's so funny. I was sending an email out to, um, I found out the booker. Of the of stand up New York, now the bookers in the city change a lot. Yeah. So once you think you're in, that's one thing about the cellar. It's just been Esty forever. Yeah. But the thing about other comedy clubs, bookers seem to change a lot. So I found out the name of the new booker, this guy uh, Dan. I hope I'm saying his name right. And uh, I wrote to him, and it's always good to know somebody. You see, as a new as, as a new just as a comic in general, it's for me. It's really nerve-wracking to write those emails. So I'm like just writing to this guy, hey, I'm Chris Roach. And uh, meanwhile, I've been doing comedy 18 years. Who knows how long he's been doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but he's got the power. He's the gatekeeper. Were you already on uh, on Kevin Kuwait at that point or no? No, I'm talking about last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you get it. You know, do you ever, Don Marrero will just go up to you and you go, hi, Don Marrero from, from television. TV. Yes. <laughs> oh, I should That's do what that. you should do. Hi, this is Chris Roach from television. But I'm, I, you know what? What's his name? Uh, Andy from Gotham. One time he said to me, he goes, Chris Roach, you are the most humble guy I ever met. And I didn't know what he meant by that. But I think it's really, I'm just too dumb to know that I I have a credit or, or yeah. I, I like, I'm writing, I'm writing this guy saying, uh, hello, sir. Uh, 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 I'm Chris Roach and I was on Kevin Can Wait with Kevin James. And I just got past at the comedy cellar and I was wondering if I could perform at your club. And he wrote, you know, he seemed to be a really nice guy. He goes, I'll put you on the uh, avails list, which was very nice. Yep. Very nice guy. And, uh, but you must get, I, and I try to think, cause I, I was thinking about hosting my own room in the city somewhere just to have that, you know, be, like not a room, but hosting a night, like a Gotham or somebody. Cause I'm good friends with the Mazzillis, right. also big Ranger fans, Yep. like hosting a room there. But then I'm like, wait a second. Am I going to be that guy that all of a sudden comics are all going to start emailing me and all of a sudden I'm going to become the bad guy because I don't have enough spots or maybe I don't think the guy's developed enough? You know, that's got to be, that can't be an easy spot for you to see somebody that's not ready. Like, how do you tell them, like, no, call me in five years? I mean, how do you say? Well, you got to, you got to be positive with them and and you tell them that and, you know, you you just got to tell them, look, I tell people going in, you don't have to be as good as the people who you see on the stage. You have to be so good that I'm going to replace somebody who's already there with you. Right. Which is a whole different bar. Right. I mean, it's a whole other level that you have to achieve. Oh. Um, and, and you know, it's it's hard, but that stay is in hard. there. So you got to stay in there and you got to keep doing it. And by the way, now that you mentioned it, the first time that we went to the VIP lounge... Mazzilli was there. Chris Mazzilli right? was there. And my buddy Jim Gaffigan with the whole tribe of all, like, 100 kids. Oh, he had his whole family there, yeah, Gaffigan, he, right? Yeah, he had all the kids. And he was like, so he's going to us. I was like, so what? You think I should, like, buy him, you know, jerseys or something? I'm like, you, you cheap bastard. You make more money than God. Buy the kids some jerseys. You know what was really cool when you got us to see him uh, when he performed at Westbury and he took us backstage. We were hanging out with him oh, that yeah, one yeah, night. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's introducing me. I never met him before. And he's introducing, hey, this is Chris Roach. I'm like, haha, you know my name? You know my name? Hey, I was on Kevin Kuwait. He's like, yeah, I know. I know. 
<laughs> you're on TV. I know. Like Gaff- I, Gaffigan's a good guy. Like I got to explain myself. One time I was working with was what's his name? Uh, the uh, show me the money. What's that comedian? Uh, he was in. Uh, show me the money. Show me the money. That movie. I'm having a, a that's brain fart. Gooding, that, but that's not. No, that's the not white guy who was the agent. Oh, comedian. Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Sorry. Jay Moore. Oh yeah. Jay Moore and I, who become friendly, I, he's going to be like, yeah, they, way to remember my name, asshole. Um, we'll, we'll get that in post. <laughs> J- but, yeah, thank you. Oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. Because Jay Moore and I have become, I guess, friends, mm-hmm. where I can text him, uh, ask him his, because he's huge into fantasy football. So I'll get his picks and his ideas. And... Um, had a point to the story, and I'm just gonna. Just, I'm, oh damn it, Roach! I, 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 as I'm telling the story, I'm like Jay's gonna fucking crucify you for not remembering his name. Uh, okay, no. So I was I was open for him at Governor's one time, and ten minutes into talking to him, like uh, I'm trying to like talk to him and have him because I opened for him before. I wasn't sure if he remembered me. I'm like, I was just on the jumbo trying at Madison Square Garden. Uh, they put a scene with me and Kevin. He goes, dude. I already like you. Stop trying. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and I, I broke down hysterical laughing because that's I was trying. Yeah. And I hate that feeling. I hate that feeling when I feel like I'm trying or I feel desperate. Like, hey, uh, you know who I am? Can is, is there if I do stage time? Reminds me of that Farley sketch. Hey, remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> Yo, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting what you said about um, you got to be bad enough. You got to be good enough to replace somebody because now I feel like ever since my heart episode, my, I, I just, my attitude has changed where, and I went to a diner with Keith Anthony and he said something that Mike Yard said to me that a lot of other comics have said to me before is that they feel like they moved up another, another level when they finally just didn't give a fuck. Oh, that's everything. Not that they don't give, they, they love the craft. They love doing stand-up comedy, but they don't give a fuck about, they're going to say what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. And then I like, I think up until now, I, you could pretty much say I was a crowd pleaser mm-hmm. and I still have that crowd pleasing material if I need to back on that. But now I'm doing jokes that I want to do and that I'm having fun doing. Like for instance, my father, uh, my father, when he drinks, used to tell us, cause my father was in the Marine Corps. He goes, I used to God president Kennedy. And I go, yeah, how'd that turn out dad? And, uh, <laughs> I would have never, I would have never have done that uh, years ago. But my father did. He guard President Kennedy, and one time President Kennedy, but he used to guard President Kennedy at Camp David, not in Dallas. Okay. And one time, you, you want to specify that? Yes. He had his day off. Uh, right. Yes, he was, was off Dallas. that day in Dallas. He wasn't Secret Service. He was a Marine Corps, and he was on guard at Camp David. And one day, he President Kennedy backed up and stepped on my father's foot, and President Kennedy turned around and said, "I'm very sorry." And we got to hear that story every time my father drinks. Um, so tell it doesn't drive a Lincoln. Yeah. Well, telling, yeah. Tell us, telling stories like that where I'm like, Hey, who likes Cinnabons? You know, it's like, that's my, you know, and I realized too, I'm like, all oh, my fat jokes just went out the window. <laughs> I'd like to point something out now. Take, take a look at the screen. You're right. Yeah. You guys have massive heads. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mackerel. 
I, uh, my head is dwarfed by your your Neptune and uh, right. Uranus head. That's just Neptune and Uranus heads. Right. That he is hysterical. Gonna, he doesn't have to put the headphones on the on their on their on their right. most setting. When I first started approaching Trusen about getting spots of governors, I remember writing, "Hey, is uh, I'm free on these dates, and uh, if you'll have me." And he goes, "All right, you and your misshapen head, come down on these following days." So I'm like, "What?" And I'm reading it over and over. Like, did he say mishappen head? Misshapen. Oh, he's making a joke. Oh, he 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 must like me. <laughs> My mishapen head. Sometimes I look at Nicolia on this TV, and he looks like one of those Anthony Rodia uh, heads. With, oh, with thanks. The, you know, <laughs> with the big mouth. Yeah. Hey, the Italian guy. Right. Um, Is my head selling out rooms yet? No. Uh, yeah, baby, yeah, right. really? Ooh, freaking leapfrogger. Come on, leave yeah. alone. Hey, you know what? Anybody who is doing the right thing at the moment is brilliant. Following, I said to him when he was here, I said, we're all rethinking the way we do things. And he was yeah. the one who brought up the word. He goes, I know a lot of people don't think I, you know, they're a little upset at me because I'm leapfrogging. And I went hysterical. I'm like, leapfrogger. So he was, uh, I think he's performing in Connecticut somewhere. Yep. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I said, I'll, I'm effing leapfrogging over there or something like that. <laughs> he liked that. <laughs> You better put me on stage when I leapfrog over there. No, I mean, you know, if, if you see opportunity and you focus on it and you you, you make the move, that's that's brilliant. That's that's it really is. Goes. And you know, God bless. And he's a really good guy. He's he really a, he's, he bought he's a, a car good, for his mother. He's a good person. That's when he won me over when I heard yep. that he bought a car for his mom. I'm like, you know what? This he's a, he's a good fucking guy. And. Uh, I, when I first started hearing about this guy, I was going to comedy clubs. They were like, yeah, people are waiting online to take pictures with him. I was like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> what have you been doing comedy to you? What? He's fucking leapfrogging. And, uh, and then one time, my wife and I are watching a movie at home. I told him this story. We are watching a movie. The lights are out. It's quiet. I'm eating popcorn. And my wife's laughing at parts of the movie that aren't funny. And I look at my wife like, what's going on? And she's got her cell phone. She goes, look at this fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. And it's Rodia. I'm like, son of a bitch. He's leapfrogging. <laughs> yeah, but you want to know something? Regardless of what the media is that it's happening in, everybody is always like bitching and moaning about comics. Yeah. I remember my first, you know, my first experience with guys on Long Island bitching about somebody leapfrogging was Eddie Murphy. Wow. Because uh. Eddie, Eddie Murphy was like the kid. He was, he, when, when I, so I started like in the 1800s, you know, during the, <laughs> yeah. the Reconstruction era. That's good and, company, Rodia. And, and Murphy was a teenager. Wow. And he was, you know, he was like going to Nassau Community College and stuff. And, and uh, a, a series of interesting events took place there. Do you know that story, Mike? About uh, not, I remember you. I, I was in the class and I was like, "What's the coolest thing you've ever done?" You're like, "I got tickets from for oh, SNL." From SNL from and Eddie I was Murphy. like, "Oh, who?" And you're like, "Eddie Murphy." So no, I don't know the story. But he was yeah. no. That, that's not even that. That's that after it. But the, the how Eddie Murphy got on SNL. No, how did it happen? Um, there was a guy named Charlie Barnett. Very, very funny comic. Oh, he's supposed very, to be a genius. Yes, very funny. Brilliant comic. Uh, used to work in Washington Square Park. In the park, outdoors. Yes, and just used to play off people, and he was just a wonderful comic and a, and a good dude. And when they decided that we were going to get rid of the original cast of SNL, they just were going to clean house. And they, you know, Garrett Morris and the, the, the whatever. And, and they said, the Gilda, and they yeah. said, we're not going to replace it like, Woman for woman, fat guy for fat guy, you know, uh, African-American for African-American. We're not going to do that. And then they proceeded to do exactly that, yeah. right? Yeah. So Garrett Morris was replaced by... Um, Charlie Barnett? Charlie Barnett. And 
Charlie, they're, they're getting ready. Their scripts, scripts are going out. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out Charlie Barnett was illiterate. Yep. Charlie Couldn't Barnett could not, could not read. Yep. Uh, so they scrambled uh, Richie Tinkin, uh, who is the- God rest the, his soul, the, just the passed. Com- comic strip, yes. Uh, comic good man. strip good mastermind, man. good man. Had just, uh, you know, done some work with the young Eddie Murphy, who had just started going into the comic strip. He said, I know this kid. And boom, they got uh, Eddie on, you know, and he started with some parts and just- you couldn't stop him because he was that talented. Wow. But he got that break because Charlie Barnett uh, couldn't read. Wow. Is that amazing? So, yeah. Somebody wow. should make a documentary or a movie on Charlie Barnett, if they haven't already. Yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough to get to know Richie a little bit where he brought me into his office and, you know, that little legendary tiny space of his office where mm-hmm. he showed me, like, there was, like, set lists from back of the day and, and all this stuff. He was showing me all this stuff. It was so cool. And that's one of my – that's where – that was like I feel like my transitional club where I got in there three years ago, and that was helped me trans uh, transition from where I was doing a lot of more suburbany type stuff and that to taking risks. You know, I would impersonate black people crossing the street with black people in the audience, and I was terrified doing it. But they were next thing you know, they're banging on the table, hysterical laughing. The, 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 in my experience, black people virtually never have a problem. With jokes, nope. It's it's really uptight white people. That's it. That's that, it. That go, how can you say that? And the black yep. people are like that's hilarious. Yes, because everybody, right? Likes, you know, the, the first time, the first time, like, and I used to like, I used to sweat so much on stage. I still do that. I would wipe off with a towel, like between jokes, and I'm like, I carry a towel with me everywhere, like a fat gospel singer. And I, I did it. I remember the first night I did it was at the Stress Factory. Um, it was uh, what's his name. From Woo, the movie Woo, Tommy Davidson. <laughs> the movie Woo, Woo. Tommy Davidson's crowds are so great because they're so mixed. He was on the Cosby Show. Yeah, was he? Yeah, he was. He better have been, or you're a racist. <laughs> but his crowds are so great that I broke out the the the, the gospel singer in front of them, and they went fucking berserk. And the fact that I knew a few gospel songs, the people that knew what I was singing went berserk. And I, meanwhile, in my head. I was shitting in my pants. I'm like, I'm going for it. Do the gospel singer. Don't do the gospel singer. You're going to get shot. No, do it, you pussy. Do it. You know? And uh, even, you know, like the whole, I used to, like, when I was driving around the city, I noticed that when the light turned green, and I would, I like to watch the reaction to people that got caught in the crosswalk. Like the white people, you honk, and they, vroom, they zoom. Uh, the Asian people, you honk, and they would, like, wave to you and sometimes say hello. Say hello. Yeah. <laughs> but the black people, you honk, and it seems like they'd walk even slower or they'd stop and look at you. There's like, there was such an attitude and confidence in the crosswalk. Like they, the light turns green for the cars and they're like, fuck you. I'm still walking. This that's, is my world. Exactly. And I did that on stage and the crowd went berserk. And thank God there was enough black people in the audience to relax the white people. I always feel like. If you have the, if you have that one lady, let's say you have a lady in the audience, a black lady, she could be the lead laugher that relaxes all the other white assholes. It's just a weird f- phenomenon, if you will. Acceptance and it, it's, yeah, it's, it's so it's like this. It's it's it, comedy, you know. And Leslie Jones said it on the View that we got to go into these spots, these spots that are sometimes dark, and that's our job is go into these spots and to mm-hmm. to, to be able to find the funny and to laugh at ourselves. And there was a couple of years there, maybe still where. People it seems like they're coming out to be offended. Well, the, the I I might have I apologize if I told you this story, but this is a true story. 
at McGuire's. I walk in, Chris Roach on stage. And I look through the glass, and I see him up there, and he's doing his thing. And Chris is very lovable on stage. You're not offending people. You're not, you know, yeah. out there trying to, you know, be all edgy and stuff. Crowd-pleasing? Well, crowd-pleasing, yeah. But there, there's a woman sitting right in the front like this. Oh, I remember that night. Just glaring at oh, him like a crazy person. Yes. And, and I'm like, what gives with her, man? Yep. And they're like, wow, she's been doing that all night. And yep. Stuff. So... You know, I'm like, man, I want to get out there and go go in her face and stuff. But she comes off and she's complaining to to the manager, who's consummately professional and a great guy, yep. and being very professional yep. with her. And he's being professional with her. You know, yes, man, I understand. And she's like, don't condescend to me. You know, she's like, Ooh. she's yeah. like just looking for something to argue about. Yes. And at one point, we're listening in, and she she he's like, well, what exactly is you know so offensive to you about the comics? And she goes, <laughs> she goes, uh, well, one of the comics said that there was a black guy working in the clothing store. And we're looking at each other. We're at the bar, you know, eavesdropping, because that's what comics do. Right. And uh, Correct. And, and and we're eavesdropping, and, and we're looking at each other like, black guy working in the clothing store? And she waits a couple of beats, because, you know, the, the manager is, is totally dumbfounded. He's staring at her, and she goes, oh, come on, black person, clothing, cotton? Oh, and my like, God. And, and we're like, wow. Wow. If you're making that jump in your head, you are more racist right? than the grand dragon of the KKK. Yes. Some people don't realize they're trying not to be racist, but they're exposing yeah. their racism. Yeah. To to make that leap in your head, that's how your mind works? All right, hero, uh, white lady. <laughs> yeah, really. I know exactly the show you're talking about because I remember my don't father. Don't want to play categories with her. I'm sorry. No, oh, <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> yeah. My, father, <laughs> my father was in the audience. And I'm like. And, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, I love watching, I love making my dad laugh. And she's sitting up front, laying with her legs spread wide open, like all disgusting. Yeah, and she had her feet on the stage. Yeah, her feet on the stage offensive. with her filthy, dirty soles and her sandals. And <laughs> I'm looking at her disgusting bottom of her feet. And I remember I said, so my wife's Puerto Rican. And she went, <laughs> like that. I'm like, I, 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 you okay? Do you need a paramedic? <laughs> it's going to be okay ma'am it's going to be okay but yeah you find those people that are coming out to just it's like they come out just to be offended and yeah, I remember she, that she was, wanted to be offended she wanted to be offended and yeah and uh, somebody once I made a I made a Jewish joke one time and somebody complained I'm like really I said I'm making I think I said I can't remember what it was maybe that I I said I'm 5% Jewish according yeah. to Ancestry DNA and you know every once every 18.25 days, I wake up and I'm like, eh. And that was it. <laughs> Me. And she, you're an anti-Semite. I'm like, it's a joke. Jokes like that are what led to the 1940s, mister. You're right. It's jokes <laughs> like that to lead to the, yeah, that's right. History's going to repeat itself. Oh, goodness. Yeah, people are so crazy. They're it, just so nuts. History, history's like going to repeat shows. itself before we rewrite it. Oof. Oh, <clears throat> And I can see my, my voice is starting to go, so it must be near the 40-minute mark. <laughs> Correct. We're at 3805. Wow. That's a, does your voice really go? At it every, every going episode. Episode. Yeah. I think it's good. My, I'm starting to... Uh, it's so funny. I lose all this weight, and I start having... A, I'm go, I go into AFib, and also my acid reflux has been back with a vengeance. I lost 60 pounds, and I'm eating broccoli. <laughs> and now I got acid reflux. Let what me, the fuck? Let me tell you a little something. Broccoli is not necessarily your friend. <laughs> Broccoli is the devil. Kale is the devil. Oh, man. Kale and almond milk. 
So those are your bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore. I don't know if you've been around, but I'm at the cellar now, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, tr- I tried to go. You you stiff armed me. No, I don't. I don't do those jokes no more. I mean, maybe you haven't heard. You've been away for a while. But I ain't doing uh, Cinnabon jokes no more. No. <laughs> it, it, it's so fun. I'm at the cellar going through my repertoire. Like, what can I? And they put me up at like one. Yeah, you get weird spots at this. Yeah. Cellar. Well, listen, I'm new. Yeah. So I got spots the first couple of weeks. Now I haven't gotten any spots the last few weeks. And of course, like a normal come, I go, what's going on? Do they think I'm not funny anymore? But listen, uh, they have they passed a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm talking to other comics, and they were like, that's listen, there's a lot of comics in now. Just keep sending your just keep in. sending your. So they say keep sending your bills, and you get your weeks when like you know. Colin Quinn wants to every do every yes. show and stuff like that, which he has certainly earned. What? Well, yeah, and, you know, that so that then takes spots away, and you know that happens. So and you like just you said, hang in there. I gotta, I gotta get to the point now where they're looking at like you know what, maybe we're gonna bump this guy because Chris Roach is doing a little better, or yeah. he's putting yeah. in the work. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I gotta get to that point. Yep. And uh, yeah, so uh, looking at us, I think we covered everything. I think we should plug uh, Ziggy's fundraiser. Ah, uh, yes, hell yeah. That is going to be, John, can you plug that for us? What's the date? The date is Thursday, August 12th at Governor's Comedy Club. Uh, you can get tickets at govs.com. And it is a blockbuster show. That's right, for our buddy John Ziegler, who was wow. involved in your podcast. He's, you know? He is part. I told him, I told him you, are stop, you are still part of this podcast. Whenever you're ready to come back, you come. the door's always open. How many shows did he do? He did about five before he got sick. So he did five shows, and my intro did 23, and I still yeah, didn't get you're, 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 well, Yeah, you're... You have more. You have more time on this podcast than he does. Oh, Ziggy! But oh, so, but anyway, just that, that show is is unbelievable. Obviously, the great uh, Chris Roach well, will be there. Vecchione, uh, Mike Vecchione, Mike Vecchione, who's Beast. fabulous. Colin Quinn, the aforementioned comedy genius. <laughs> wow, I mean, worth the price of admission right there. Wow. Tim Gage, we apologize in advance. Um, oh. Who else? Mick Thomas, Mick Thomas. is on it. Uh, Joey Cola, Joey Cola, Joey Cola, guest MC. legend. I bumped myself for Joey Cola. You did? Yes, I did. I was going to host, but then I said, Joey Cola wants See? to host. Boom. Joey oh. Cola is hosting. That's why you're a class act, John Trusen. I'm you're also lazy. I'm like, a, I'm like a union worker. I'm like, if somebody can do the work for me, I will sit in the audience and watch. You know what? You know what one of my favorite scenes is? Uh, that now, I'm, get, I'm, I'm hopefully filming something in September, an independently produced uh, sitcom pilot that I wrote. We're filming in September. Mm-hmm. And so they told me to start studying single cam comedies and i've been right. studying a lot like uh there's one called i'm sorry better things and i really never really i gotta be honest i never watched louis before but i've been watching it and there's such a great scene in there is it louis William? i didn't see that episode where they mention your name yeah they, they, uh, no you know what they definitely mention my name is uh, the gaffigan show was that at the gaffigan Gaf- show Gaf- i'm Gaf- sorry that was I, it I was, was at, louis i was at the because uh, i'm dropping names wait commentary was on louis Louis, the commentary was on Louis, yes. But I, I was on the Gaffigan. I was at the uh, the after party for his Madison Square Garden show. Great. And, you know, I'm talking to him and stuff. And he goes, uh, he goes we want to, can we use your name on the show? Oh. I said, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, only if you're like mean to me. He goes, okay. And, and like, great. it turns out he goes, and he, he asked me if it's okay. I think they called me like a, they call, a prick or something. Call, yes. It's bad that I remember. They called you a jerk off. They called me a jerk off. That's right. But he, he, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, what should I, how about jerk off? I say, jerk off is perfect. Call me a jerk off. And, and so they, they call me a jerk off on a show and people are like, did you hear what Gaffigan did? Oh my God. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's I, funny. I, I told them to do it. You know? <laughs> but, but the scene itself, when you're a comic, you like listen. You, you listen to that conversation, and the actor, who's the other actor, a famous actor, he, he he's, was good. He's been in a ton of things. The yeah. guy with Gaffin, Gaffigan, and they're talking, and the guy gets says something like, "Yeah, that prick Trusen won't return yeah. my calls." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Which is true. I don't return that guy's calls. Welcome to showbiz. Oh, I remember one one comedy club booker would have a separate phone line that was a bogus phone line just for people to call and leave messages because he just like was overwhelmed. Oh, here here's the thing. When way back when we were at Chuckles, right? And only a few people knew about this. Uh, Greg Giraldo knew about it. Tim Gage knew about it. Um, we had a fake booker. Oh, we had a name. It was Jimmy Reardon. Jimmy Reardon was the Booker of Chuckles. Jimmy that, Reardon didn't exist. That's a uh, and, and uh, so people would have to submit. Uh, <laughs> in those days, you submitted VHS tapes, uh, right? And uh, so comics would send VHS tapes of their act, and people would say, uh, "You know, so so what should I do? Send a tape?" We go, "Yeah, send a tape into uh, you know." We give them the address and say, "But don't send your act." Because Jimmy Reardon doesn't like comedy. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> great. I always said, send, send a VHS of your favorite movie, and if we like the movie, we'll book you. <laughs> so we used to get VHS tapes of <laughs> we used to get VHS tapes of movies and watch them like while we were working during the day, and then we would book people. <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy Reardon didn't exist. But we had a couple like you know Greg Giraldo in those days was like, oh yeah, I hung out with Jimmy Reardon. He's a good guy, you know stuff like that. Oh and, my and, god, you know, we had. So we had a bogus booker, and it was great. It was Kaiser Sosa. Was one, yeah, Kaiser Sosa. It was one of the best things you ever did. Start a blockbuster with I, all those. Yeah. I was gonna say, was I, there like many copies of one particular movie? Well, that, no, that was that was a thing too. <laughs> so go, we just go send your favorite movie, Jimmy Reardon. You know, blah blah blah. And we go, and Jimmy Reardon doesn't like Cuckoo's Nest. That's <laughs> <laughs> we'd always say that. It's like a little, a little specific that we would always throw in. So, yeah, we'd, we'd get all kinds of weird stuff, and it was funny. He's got twelve copies of Cuckoo's Nest. So are we? So we promoted that. We got the uh, the the, what, uh, the John Ziegler show coming up on. Uh, I also got Joe Devito from Fox is going to be on. Joe and Devito, Matt Burke, who, who wow, is, uh, Matt Burke. That's a, that is an amazing shit-ski. show. Seriously, you know, like again, obviously, you know, we're all friends with John and everything, and I would go to the show to be supportive. But that aside, I would right. go to this show. This show right. is unbelievable. What a monster show! And uh, I think his GoFundMe is still active, right? Yes, it is. It's a GoFundMe. It's called uh, Ziggy Needs Our Help. Ziggy and John Ziegle, you just Google him uh, or put him on his name on YouTube. You get to watch his act. He's freaking hysterical. What a great comic. Yep. And uh, you got, how are you guys doing with the Laugh Off? The Laugh Off contest, is that still going Laugh on? Off is, uh, the first round is uh, complete, I believe, uh, tomorrow or, or is it? Uh, yeah, it's tomorrow. And yep. then we go into the second round. So uh, we, we're getting there. We are feeling the fun. We're oh, feeling the fun. <laughs> oh, oh, like, what, what are some of my other uh, manners? Wait. Feel the fun. Yep. And just as you, I'm talking to you, I say... Uh, Gotham Booker. Hey, Chris, sorry, nothing available on these dates. Moment, send, but send over your August avails. At least the guy responded. Hey, <laughs> hey, Chris Roach got a response. Now, who, I feel better. Who's the booker there, Sean? Uh, Sean, he likes me, but tell, just re- respond to Sean and just have him sitting here with John Truce and he says hi. Okay, well, I'll do it after the show. No, so. do it right now. Man. All right. No, okay. you do it right now, you, mister. What you, do you think? You what do you think? I'm talk, some kind of like knucklehead? You, you guys talk. Okay, hold on. <laughs> July avails, nothing available. He's, he's responding right hold now. Hold on. Unbelievable! No, but the the, the Ziggy thing is is amazing. It's really been heartwarming for somebody who has no heart um, <laughs> that, to see the response that we've, <laughs> that we've gotten. You know, the money coming in and everything. And talk it's, talk about the word humble. The guy has no. He just wants to be a comic, John Ziegler. He has no social media presence and has no desire to have any social media presence. He's well, such a low key guy. It's a fine line between humble and stupid. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Sitting here with John Trusen. <laughs> And, right. uh, so anyway, yeah, well, and, even, and even when bringing up the idea of a fundraiser, he was so against it. You know, he's humble. It, yeah, he, it, it's. I, I understand that. I understand yeah. that you don't want to feel like 
you know, people are doing something for you that, you know, you can't do for yourself. But yeah, yeah. He's in a tough place, man. Right. I mean, what can you do? The guy, guy took this out of left field. It came and smacked him in the head. Yeah, maybe a bit bashful, too. Cause yeah. I, yeah, because there's a certain level of humble you could be. But, of course, we want to raise money for Ziggy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I first put something on my Facebook. We love Ziggy. I, yeah, I, I put something on my Facebook about, how, you know, prayers for John Ziegler because he was going through a lot of shit. And I get a text like an hour later from his girlfriend. You spelled his name wrong. You get, you get. <laughs> she goes, it's, evidently it's a real pet peeve with him, Ziegler. It's, it's I-E, not E-I. So I, I immediately fixed that. And so many people were reaching out to me and asking how he was doing, like hundreds of people to the point where he was like, uh, his wife, his girlfriend texted me back and says, uh, can you take the post down? Because he's getting a little weirded out with all the... Uh, yeah, the attention. Yeah, people yeah. reaching out. So. Wow. Sitting here with John Trusen in the middle of my podcast, <laughs> he demanded, he demanded that I say, stop and say hello. Okay. Sean is a great guy, by the way, uh, at Gotham Comedy Club. Gotham Comedy Club's a wonderful club. I was one of the right governor, Governors, the, the, the top club on Long Island. We love Governors, we love Brokers, we love McGuire's. Yes. But if you're in the city, stop by Gotham. That's a good club, great too. Great club. Heck yes. Mm-hmm. All right, sitting here with John Trusen in the middle of my podcast. All right, how do we wrap this thing up? Come on, Nicole. George, George, send the it. email. All right. <laughs> send the email. See, send. See, please book me next month. All right, <laughs> it's sent. Hey, that has been it for episode 23 of the Chris Schroth Show. What a great episode. We had a special guest, Mrs. Trusen, here in the house. Hey, Thank you Jeanette. so much. Thank my you for so wife, much. My Jeanette is here over there. S- somebody finally got this guy. <laughs> she tied him. She's stuck with me. Somebody, uh-huh. and she, she, As, she took. She, I don't know if you ever knew this, but she secretly filmed you taking slap shots in the backyard and sent it to me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm like, that is a dedicated man. He's winding up in his backyard oh, taking I slap got, shots. I got the nets in the backyard. I'm working. Out. I loved it. I'm, I'm practicing. I'm practicing. And also, you heard it here. Comedians on hockey is back. All right. There you go. We're going to do some uh, comedians on hockey. I'm excited. We'll see if uh, we'll give some coverage to this uh, this year's hockey season. We'll see if cranky ass the uh, Dominican wants to be part of it because it's going to be a great year for New York hockey. It is. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great year with the new ring for the Islanders and the, and and just the, both teams are great now. Um, all right, guys. So uh, I think that's it. I think uh, I think we had a very fruitful podcast and we had a good time here and as always a pleasure gentlemen thank you for joining us john trusen thank you john and mrs trusen guys and uh always remember don't be a douche <laughs> hey everybody make sure you check us out on instagram at the chris roach show any questions or comments the chris roach show at gmail.com Check out my website, chrisroachlive.com. I'm on TikTok, Chris Roach Live, Instagram, at Roach Comic. Mike Nicolia, you can check him out on Instagram, at Mike Nicolia. And on TikTok, you can find him, Mike Nicolia Comedy. And this is my band, Ridge Haven. Ridgehaventhebandcom Check him out. Yeah. You like this shit. Burn.